and gentlemen, big round of applause because we have with us Girl on the Net. No way. Hi. Thanks for having me. People are going to be like so excited to actually hear your voice. Well, I hope my voice is okay. Inevitably, whenever I record anything, I always get a cold, which gives me, I think, a little bit of a sexy... (laughs) I always record my voicemails when I've got a uh, a cold. Yeah. Hello. This is... (laughs) Keeps them away. Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. <laughs> it's a bit like foreplay, but with more oral sex. Oral. That's going to really be funny when people know what we're talking about. Right now, not so much. Yeah, no. no. one's got a clue. It works so much better written down. Didn't it? Well, not even then. <laughs> <laughs> not even then. My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. And what are we talking about? We are talking to uh, the lovely girl on the net. You are kidding. I am not. And we're going to be talking about audio porn. <gasps> Come again. Hey! I'm Girl on the Net. I'm a sex blogger and I'm here to tell you about the audio porn project on my blog. So audio porn is my new passion. So I've been sex blogging for quite a while. And a couple of years ago, um, I had one or two, well, one guy first and then another guy, both of whom used screen readers to read my website because one of them was blind and one was quite severely visually impaired. And they said the problem with using a screen reader to read erotica is that the robot voice that reads it out is not very sexy. So they both suggested, well, why don't you start recording some of your work? And I was like, yeah, do you know what? That sounds like quite a lot of fun. And I started doing it. And now suddenly it's sort of taken off. And it's like one of the most popular things on my website is this, you know, erotic stories read aloud. Um, so yeah, now I'm sort of diving fully into that and getting more writers on board to yeah. read their work. And just generally, I enjoy arousing people in as many ways as possible. Just to explain to us quickly what, what you've done, what your, what your background is. Um, I started blogging back in 2011. And initially it was just me sort of talking about my sexy experiences, all those stories that I would like to tell my friends in the pub, but I sort of ended up boring them a little bit too much by talking about all the different dudes that I'd shagged. Um, so I told the internet instead and the internet started reading them and sharing them and liking them. And I was like, right, I'm going to I'm gonna make this my job. Yeah. So about 2014, 15, I turned it into a full-time job. And now that's sort of what I do. I talk about shagging online. I talk about uh, my own personal sex experiences. I talk about politics and sex and sex and feminism and all the kind of exciting and fun things that intersect with shagging. It's interesting how audio porn started for you, but mm. it, this but this is like a global, this is huge now, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah, it's massive. I've noticed particularly in the last six months or so, a huge increase in not just sort of journalists wanting to talk about it and getting in touch with me about it, but also companies setting themselves up essentially just to provide platforms for people to put up their own audio porn, to share other people's audio porn. It's, I think it's partly because podcasts are so popular. I think Mm. audio erotica and like, you know, getting off to brilliant sexy stories is also becoming quite a big thing. Um, Yeah, I think the last sort of year or six months, it's really, really taken off. And now... Everyone wants in on the action. It's so, so intimate, isn't it? And that's why radio, that's why podcast hosts, my tummy's going to run, I'm so sorry, everyone. That's why <laughs> podcast hosts and radio presenters really capture people. Yeah. Like people, you know, late night shows on radio, the presenter becomes someone's friend and really helps them through bad times. You know, there, there's that real connection. Yeah. yeah. So, 
sexually as well, of course, it's going to have the same impact. And it can be done anywhere, like on yeah. your commute or like, not that I would recommend. Oh, no, fuck it. Go on. Listen yeah. to some audio porn on your commute. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Start your Livens it up. Livens yeah. it up, doesn't it? <laughs> so why do you think it is especially popular? So Miranda says, so it can you can do it kind of anywhere and, it, it, and it's in your own privacy. But mm. why do you think it's especially hitting people now? The intimacy thing is definitely, it's definitely a thing. Like you, particularly because you've got, headphones are much better quality these days so it really feels like there's someone just whispering sexy things in your ear and that's a big appeal I think there's also something about for me what I like about it is in audio you don't have to see see lots of different people you don't have to be presented with the mainstream porn everybody looks the same and it all has to kind of a lot of mainstream porn is very um focused on particular body types and focused on and i think people aren't that bothered about that anymore like i think people want a lot more they want to use their imaginations and be able to paint the pictures of the people that they fancy like i try quite hard not to do too much physical description so i wouldn't be like he entered the room and he had a really ripped six pack and blah 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 because I think everybody fancies different types of people and it's quite nice to be able to fill that in with your imagination we need more diversity in, in everything yeah. yeah so it's such a nice knowing that you don't have to you know yeah. do a grotty search term on like the kind of body shape that you want to have or anything like yeah. that and it's like yeah. oh I can just make this up in my imagination and you don't feel yourself that you're put under some kind of magnifying glass of like oh I feel terrible about my body because I don't look like that person. Well, important. Another th- apparently another uh, kind of joy of audio porn is um it's kind of ethical, more yeah. feminist mm. and more ethical because it's not putting up unreasonable un- you know ridiculous body images that yeah. you have to kind of stick to. I think I think it definitely can be done in very ethical ways. I think I mean like all porn, you could do it in a really terrible way and you could do it really unethically. There are companies out there where they're essentially trying to make money off getting other people to do it for yeah. free and that's the sort of porn hubby model that I would see as quite unethical. But I think yeah, I mean a lot of the time some sometimes the things that are most popular popular on my site are actually the things where rather than saying, you know, this person did this to that person, I'm talking specifically to you. So, and you touch me like this and you do that and your face screws up in at the moment of climax. And it's that kind of putting yourself in the picture where, you know, that's, it's kind of always going to be ethical to fantasize about yourself, right? I guess ethical as well in terms of, you know, whoever's doing, you really hope that whoever's doing the audio porn hasn't been coerced into it a lot of the online porn you you don't know yeah do you know what's going on with the the stars yeah using that tap yeah i think with with online porn like i mean there's there's such one of the things i love about porn at the moment is there's just such a variety out there and there are so many amazing independent creators kind of making a really diverse bunch of stuff you know diverse in terms of the people who they're casting and also the kinks that they're doing and the the topics that they're covering and I think when it, if people care a lot about ethical porn, which I hope they all do, the one thing I would always say is go to the creator, go and find, right, if you like this particular person or this particular scene, don't just watch it on Pornhub. Go and find the person who's creating it. See what else they're creating. Pay them some money. Essentially vote with your wallet and say, yes, I love this. Do more of it. And that, that way you know that at least in terms of like, you know, payment, it is going to be ethical because you're paying the people who are making this stuff and you're, you know, you're making sure that you're saying, 
here's the money to do something ethically and pay people for their work. The problem with all the Pornhub models is that it's ripped from and downloaded from people who are making it. So the people who are making it aren't getting the money. It's the software people in Silicon Valley that are getting the money because they're they're downloading it. Do you worry about that happening to your material, that someone will download it and then send it out for free on Pirate Bay or anything like that? So I'm kind of less bothered about Pirate Bay when it comes to my stuff. If someone was ripping it and putting it on Pornhub, I would be livid because I think the the Pornhub model itself, I mean, apart from not being ethical to performers, it's also one of those things where it's like, if you're getting something free, you are the product and you're paying for this with your data and your information and all that kind of stuff. Um, with my stuff, all of my, because I originally started doing it to make it more accessible to, pe- to people who are using screen readers... I have this thing where I always want all of my work to be available for free on my website. So I don't want to put any of it really behind a paywall. So for me, as long as if people are downloading it on Pirate Bay, I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather you come to my site because then I can sell adverts and that's how I pay my mortgage. But I also have a Patreon. So people, if people download it on Pirate Bay and they like it and they go, do you know what? I'm going to come and chuck you a few quid on Patreon. I'm happy with that because for me, it's about as long as I can make enough money to pay my bills, pay the writers who are also you know, licensing me their work to use as audio porn as well. I'm, I'm happy. Um, so I think it, I, I would guess that a lot of my colleagues in like the more visual porn sphere would give a very different answer and be like, don't rip my stuff off Pirate Bay, come and buy it, which is absolutely correct. Um, so yeah, I think mine is slightly different because I have that thing of, I always want it to be free. Like I will give Patreons like early access to stuff or like extra bits of bonus content, but where I'm creating audio porn from the stories on my site, that will always be free. What is there? What audio porn can we get? Well, so (laughs) I like to think that my USP, I am genuinely just a massive pervert. Like (laughs) most of the stuff on my site, I I do some true, like most of it's true stories. It'll be, I was given a dildo on a stick by this company called Godamish that makes amazing silicon dildos. And I had this fantastic night where my partner like shagged me in a load of different ways with this really like dominant kind of dildo on a stick it was it was amazing so you'll find like real life stories about quite pervy things like that and then some which is a little bit which is fiction where I'm kind of putting myself in a slightly different place but usually my stories tend towards the kind of uh femme sub type thing because that's my general sexual preference but recently I've also got a few other writers on board um so Molly Moore uh Ella Scandal Tabitha Rain and Cheryl Blue who are all they all do they all tackle slightly different topics Ella's very supernatural erotica so she's written this like twisty and interesting and really cool scenarios so one of the I've got live from Ella is about it's written from the perspective of a ghost ship about people. So the captain and the first mate are sleeping with this wench on board the ghost ship. And it's all told from the perspective of the ship. And the way she writes is just beautiful and really, really evocative. And so there's so much stuff like that that you can do with erotica on such a like a minimal budget, but you're evoking all these really cool and amazing scenarios does she have any in this ghost story one line about putting the woolies up you (laughs) you you need uh, royalties for that presumably quite a lot (laughs) surprising amount (laughs) can people 
people could people any get in touch with you and say, can you write a story along the lines of because this is what would get me off? Oh, yes. And you know what? I wouldn't necessarily always do it because sometimes I get suggestions from people and I'm just thinking, I wouldn't actually really be into that. And I think what I when I write, I want it to be Yeah, I want it to be something that genuinely, you know, gives me that kick in the stomach where you're like, Oh, that's really hot. But I did want so I've done a few things. I had someone on Patreon gave me this amazing challenge. He was like, Okay, have you ever tried to have sex where you initiate eye contact with your partner? And then you just maintain eye contact throughout the entire duration of the shag. And I was like, that sounds actually quite intimidating because yeah. that's a really intimate thing. Like, and maintaining eye contact for a whole shag, it, it feels like it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. But I mentioned this to my other half and he was like, yeah, go on. I'm up for it. Let's <laughs> give it a go. So we did it. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be really awkward. Like, you know, we're both, we're both British and we're both <laughs> like, oh, well, looking into each other's eyes is a bit much. But we did it. And we started off in missionary, just sort of staring into each other's eyes. And then we've got this mirror at the bottom of our bed. Oh, uh, <laughs> it massive. Ikea, great place for massive mirrors. Brilliant for uh, sex equipment. But so <laughs> we sort of, we ended it by just, we were like doggy style looking, just staring into each other's eyes in the mirror while he grabbed my hair and just banged me really hard. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. Just that watching him and keeping that eye contact as he came was unbelievably hot. And so I wrote that up as a story and was like, tick. Mm, I'm a blinker (laughs) and I'm (laughs) short-sighted. I did, I did have to keep my glasses on. (laughs) How's any of this going to work for me? I'm going to have to wear goggles. (laughs) I just get easily distracted. I know you do. (laughs) How's how's your block going to drive the bus? When you're, when you're staring at him. It's dangerous. In every other part of my life, I can fully concentrate. When it comes to sex, I'm like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? (laughs) Do you really? Yeah. It's when the droplet happens. Sorry. Just on. You know the droplet when it's coming you're on you're below and they're huffing away and you can see it coming it's coming down their nose it's coming down their nose it's coming down the forehead on the nose and it's just right on the end of the nose and you're like no don't fall on me don't fall on me <laughs> it just like splats you right in the Remind anyway me, are you single yeah, I know. Yes. It's a fucking wonder why. <laughs> I quite enjoy the droplet. Oh. I, I once, I was once sleeping with a bald guy in, um, in Japan in the summer when it was really, really hot. Yeah. And we had like quite a, a vigorous shag. And he was just, cause obviously there's no hair to soak up the sweat. Yeah. So it's just dripping like rain onto my face. And I was like, for some reason, I'm finding this intensely Ooh. sexy. Yeah. Ooh, he kept wanting to wipe. And I was like, no, don't, don't wipe, wipe. Don't, don't wipe. wipe. Don't Leave wipe. the towel. Yeah. Down. How much do you think men burn up? during an average sex session? I have no idea. I feel like it's got to really depend on the session, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've, definitely, calories. I've definitely had some like thousand calorie sessions and I've had some one calorie sessions yeah. where I'm just like, I literally, I can't be bothered, but I really want you to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to lie here. Do you keep your Fitbit on throughout? I would. <laughs> I, want, I want those steps to count. <laughs> do you do it as in you're reading in a, like an erotica or do you, do you do ones or would you aim to do ones where it's like a whole soundscape like a like a, do you like do it's up the arches <laughs> I'm already in my mind I'm doing the radio drama <laughs> exactly. I've got phone 
phone. I've got SFX going. I've got the <laughs> ding of the bell. The <laughs> half a coconut for yeah, reasons we'll exactly. never Liberty understand. Cloth. <laughs> I'm doing everything. <laughs> that would be a very illegal sex story, I think, if it's got the Clifty Cloth in it. <laughs> so at the moment, it's just reading the stories aloud. Although I did do one where I was basically about getting beaten with a flogger. And so I thought, right, as an experiment, what I'll do is I'll record the story. And there were various moments in the story where it was like thwack and I needed like the thwack of the flogger. So (laughs) this basically led to me standing in my home office, um, just with my trousers around my ankles, (laughs) just sort of trying to thwack myself on the bum in front of the microphone in such a way that it was sort of side on so all the air doesn't go into the microphone and pop it, but just enough that you can get the thwack sound. And I think I put that up on my Patreon. I don't know if I actually put that up on the site. My Patreons, a couple of them were like, oh yeah, that worked quite well. And then I got a couple of private messages that were like, it didn't work. It didn't work. Don't do that. I'll just download the sound effects. (laughs) Get one of them cheap CDs. (laughs) So once long, long, long time ago, uh, a client asked me to do jerk off instructions. Oh, and so I was recording in my phone, and he paid me like quite a lot. It was, it was, it was quite a lot because like he could keep it. You know, I knew mm. that he, but but it was also just recording it, so it wasn't my face or anything like that. And so it was just like me recording jerk off instructions of like, uh, I want you to do this, and the, you, you know, oh, you're going to hold it for ten seconds, and well, I'm giving jerk off instructions now. There's three people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, and then. I thought, oh, what if I do that as a as a as a thing? But this was like years ago. Not that I wasn't, but yeah, I was thinking about doing that as a as a I thing, think, as a little sideline. Side yeah, but I just didn't know how to put it out there. Do you know what I mean? Girl on the so there you Girl go. You can have that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your breakdown of? Do you have a breakdown of your demographic? I love having a chat about this because I think one of the things about audio porn and audio erotica mm-hmm. is I hear lots of people talking about it in the press and going, oh, well, it's a very female focused thing, and women like audio and men are more visual. Actually, 60% of my site users are men and a slightly higher percentage, I think it's like 63 or 64% men who listen to the audio. And for me, I think actually the thing is, it's not really about who's visual or prefers words or whatever. We all sort of enjoy different mediums and we all have different tastes. And for me, because a lot of my site is focused on femme sub male dom type scenarios I just attract people who like that kind of scenario and I think um basically men like audio porn too men like and men (laughs) (laughs) I find I have to sort of broadly very broadly two categories of men on my website there's the men who come for like the porny stuff and are very like nice to me because they want the porny stuff and then there's the men who and they'll they'll read the feminism as well and be like oh yeah that's really interesting and then there's the men who come to the porny stuff accidentally click on some feminism and are outraged (laughs) outraged i used to just let all comments through on my blog and so if you go back to some of the older blog posts it's genuinely an absolute shit show in the comments like i haven't had as much in terms of death threats and rape threats as other women that i know but yeah it turns out like men get quite some men get quite angry if if you enjoy sex and yeah. also are a feminist. So they will search um, you out to tell you they're going to kill you. Yeah. Well, 
I, the killing, I've had less of the killing, okay. more of the promising to fulfill particular fantasies I have without right. my consent. Uh, and I'm like, well, you, you think that what you're offering me is something nice because you've seen me writing about, for instance, a gangbang fantasy I might have. Mm. Now, I've never had a gangbang because they're really difficult to organize. But then in real life, well, I'd have to meet and speak to every single individual and check that they're safe and check that like they're not going to turn out to be a dickhead five minutes in. So when I get men saying to me or like emailing me going, oh, you wrote about this and blah, blah, blah. And well, I'm going to be in town and I've got a hotel room and why don't we do that? And I'm like, the problem is just the very fact that you've said that to me indicates that you are, you don't understand the danger I'd be putting myself in. Therefore, I don't trust you. And, you know, it's... You know, the bloke that we were talking about, I, I met up with him for a drink. I knew him a million years ago. Oh, yes. And as we left, he went on oh, nice tits. And I was a bit like, oof, okay. Yeah. And then, um, have I told you this, love? And then about a month, two months later, or whatever, four in the morning, he sent me a video. And it wasn't him doing something with his body, but it was a naked male body. And it was just, it was pretty fucking gross. And it, I was really fucked off with it and blocked him everywhere. Um, and it really... And I tweeted about this. And I think you replied to it. I'm not sure. but it, And it was talking about... Um, women who are sex positive the kind of responses you get I mean I had mm. death threats or rape threats or anything like that but that people suddenly think consent isn't a word anymore for you you're up for it yeah. and if you say anything against that no oh, I thought you had a sense of humor you write about this shit you know blah blah mm. blah it, have you had examples like that I mean apart from the you know in your kind of people that know you life in my people that know me life I mean I've I've had people treat me quite shittily in my people that know me life but not in the last sort of five, six years, because I've really honed down my friendship group as I get older to just like the really, really best ones. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've, one of the things that was quite common, particularly when I started blogging was essentially men who would, who'd be like, Oh, well, you say you're so sex positive. You say you're so up for it. You say you're so pervy. Prove it. Yeah. Send me nudes. Uh, hook up with me. Go on a date with me. Bang me. And it's just like, right, but I don't. Just because I am horny and up for it, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to shag all of you. Yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of, I don't understand. I don't think it's a misconception. I don't think it's that genuinely these people are confused about, you know, oh, well, I genuinely believe you're going to be up for it. I think boundaries. it's, I don't think it's about boundaries. No, I think it's power. I think it's a power thing. It's mm -hmm. a sort of, you are being an, a woman who is outspoken about what she likes and what she needs. And I want to put you in your place to a yeah. certain extent. Because you're successful. She's successful with it. It's, it's what happens. So many people like you, where you're the one with like a million followers. You've made a living out of doing this. And then here comes this one egg icon Twitter <laughs> with his one follower. You know, he's following all the suggested people who you can follow no followers himself and then so when he sees you going oh look here's what i do and then it's for them it is a power thing to say oh i don't believe you can do that so prove that you can do that with me mm. do you know what i mean i find yeah. it so depressing and do you know yeah. what was really shocking about the story the, the the thing that happened to me i didn't automatically block because I, I remember getting in touch with a friend and just going i feel really and she was just fucking blocking yeah. because i felt I felt guilty or, and I did, and it, it's going in the short skirt territory because I did feel a bit like, did I, you know, because I do write, you know, I interview people about sex. I don't really write about my sex life. No, no reason why. It doesn't exist. But, um, <laughs> actually, I have news, but let's leave that. <laughs> but, um, 
But do you know what I mean? And I took it upon myself. And then I thought, oh, well, I knew him years ago and he was a friend. And I felt bad. Oh. Yeah. I felt bad. I think there is something like we as women are encouraged to take responsibility for pretty much everything that happens in the world, not just everything that happens to us. And actually, the answer is just sometimes as you're moving throughout the world, you bump into dickheads. And it is, I mean, I I don't tend to block people on Twitter that much. My favourite tactic is the poke and then mute. So I'll say something really provocative to them and then just mute them and let them scream into the abyss. <laughs> Poke and mute. <laughs> Where can people find the wonderful sounds of Girls on the Net audio porn? So they can find it at my website, girlonthenet.com forward slash audio porn. And there is a ton of new content up there. There's about, I think I've got about nearly 200 stories now. Wow. So come and browse. Let me know which ones you like. Thanks very much to our guest, girl on the net. You loved her. I did. I was a little bit fat. I know. I loved her as well. She was so good. So interesting and so nice. Like you never know what you're going to get with, with, you know, anonymous people and and sex bloggers. But she was so, I love that she was so down to earth, so open, so honest and just so willing to share a lot. (laughs) What did you learn about audio porn? Uh, I learnt that I should really go into it because I've got some cracking sound effects that I can lend that. But also, (laughs) I would do, I really would do it like the archers. <laughs> only, only with probably a lot more farm animals. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Something beautiful. What the hell is on your laptop? <laughs> anyway, I'm Miranda Gay. Oh, and I'm Bibi Lynch. <laughs> Good sex, bad sex. <laughs> Was produced by Juliet Nichols for Metro.co.uk. Get in touch on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with three X's. And also, if you do want to find out what's on my laptop, <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us at info at sexpod.co.uk. And if you're lucky enough you can come on the show yeah and i'll show you in person how about that i'm not letting people just turn up on the show <laughs> well see you next week me and miranda need to talk about something <laughs> god willing <laughs> <laughs>